Welcome to episode 12 of the Endurance Athlete Podcast, a podcast where we talk with and about endurance athletes from a variety of sports, including running, cycling, triathlons, and more obscure sports like randonneuring, chess boxing, and cheese rolling. In fact, we're going to chat a little bit about cheese rolling today. I'm working on getting guests from some of those other sports, such as we, chess do boxing. Do we actually know somebody who's done the cheese, cheese rolling? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I I'm Dan really Shamber. Oh my God, I watched it with the girls just now. I really want to do that. That looks insane. It is. I'm Dan Schamberg, and with me is my absolutely normal and astonishingly, astonishingly ordinary friend and fellow endurance athlete, Greg Hawkins. Hey, what's Greg, up, man? If this is your first time listening, welcome. Our goal here is first and foremost to have fun and then to hear about great stories of endurance, adventure, and you know, pushing limits. Uh, as one glowing review mentioned, it's like listening to two non-runners who wanted to talk about themselves, which I thought, yes, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what we wanted. Yeah, I'm not a runner. <laughs> you are an endurance athlete. You're a runner, a cyclist, a swimmer. A soon to be eagle. cheese roller. Soon to be cheese roller. That's right. Um, also, why would you not like, why would you start a podcast if you didn't want to talk about yourself? I don't know. Or listen to yourself talk. I don't know. It's the only reason I'm doing this. I don't think anybody actually listens to this. I, I don't care if anyone listens to it. No, us. we're just having a good time here. So last episode, we chatted with Andy Glaze, uh, who ran 8,000 miles in 2020 and 1,000 of those miles in December alone. Afterwards, Greg and I were chatting and his mind was blown. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. My, my, over, my overarching... Uh, response to Andy Glaze was one, like what an amazing individual, but two, just why? Like, I just, why? <laughs> why not? See, that's, I think that's a mindset issue, right? So if you haven't listened to the Andy Glaze podcast, go back to episode 11 and give that a listen. But, you know, I think that's something that you, I hear a lot is why would you do these things? Or why would you try to do something like no one cares? And so why not? Why not try to do it? Yeah, but it, yeah. I don't know. That one, that one was probably the most extreme example of anyone that we've had on the show. You don't think swimming from Catalina to Long Beach is extreme. You don't think, you know, uh, Paris. I, I do. I do. But I just, the no, no shade on the, on the triple crown of swimming. That's, that's crazy in its own right. But just the, the day-to-day everyday dedication of running, 8,000 miles in a year and just the pounding and the, the torture you're putting your body through, like just makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't already gathered today, it's just going to be Greg and I on the podcast, but we do have a lot to talk about. If you expect this to be though, a seminar on the X's and O's of running or triathlon, then you will be severely totally disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> but there's other, there's other podcasts for that. Having said that, there's I think there's always something to learn and to get inspired and get motivated by. For example, I've been extremely motivated by Andy to hit my miles and to, to get up a little bit earlier, to knock it all out so that way I can train for the events that I want to train for in 2020. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit more today. We briefly touched on it last week is we're going to look ahead now to 2020. Uh, we're also going to talk 2021. about- 2021. Oh, shoot. It's 2021. You're right. So we're going to forward- to the next year. I feel like this is 2021 will last 
or 2020. 2020 is just kind of continued through 2021. And we're also going to talk about the beer mile. Usually we do a charity beer mile in Carlsbad here in California every year, but because of the pandemic, we didn't do it this year. But Greg and Abby challenged my wife and I to a couple's beer mile, which they did in December and we just did it this morning. And so we're going to discuss that. Uh, we're going to talk about our goals for 2020. We'll talk about a little bit about cheese wall. 2021. I can't get out of 2020. You're going to have to edit that out. No, we'll leave it. So we're going to talk about 2021, our goals, and talk a little bit about cheese rolling, and uh, we'll see where it goes. So and let's Abby, welcome to the my podcast. Wife Abby just walked in. Well, Abby. Hi. Let's, go, let's I gotta start. see this footage. I don't believe you. She doesn't oh, believe that you and, and Bridget beat us. So let's talk first about the couple's beer mile. So a few weeks ago, we got a, a video message from Greg and Abby. I'll let you guys go and tell what, what motivated you to decide to do this and then said, you know what, let's, let's challenge Dan and Bridget. Well, because of the pandemic, we knew that you were not going to, the responsible trainer that you are, you weren't going to collect 50 or 60 people in your gym to do a, a beer mile in the midst of a pandemic. So we figured, you know, in the spirit of all the virtual races that we've been doing over this past year, that we would do the beer mile individually and then challenge our friends who do it every year. We thought, of course, everyone would just do it. And uh, that was not the case. <laughs> so, you know, we worked out together and then I convinced Abby to just, you know. It would be fun. It would be fun. It would be fun. It would be over in like 10 minutes and, you know, we'd have two beers and it, it would be, it would be a goof. Uh, and we filmed it and then I spent, you know, I don't know anything about video. Nine hours? <laughs> I don't know anything about video editing. Uh, so, <laughs> and turns out like a nine minute, 37 second video is, is too big to send to anybody. So I had to learn how to download, uh, you know, I don't know, video Mac, files. whatever, uh, Splice, splicing out. video editing software. And, and that was kind of fun. And, and then I sent it out and I thought for sure that our friends who are, you know, just as dumb as us would hop on this because, you know, what the heck else do they have to do? And so you did this right before Christmas. Is that right? Yeah. 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 It was like, I don't know, the 20th of December or something. Here it is, January 23rd, 2021. Bridget and I did ours today. Having said that, the weekends are pretty, pretty busy for us with with the kids. Wait, 10 minutes. You just, you know. A little bit buzzed for a while afterwards. Maybe kind of drunk (laughs) during the middle of the day and your kids look at you funny, like, what are mom and dad doing? But, you know, you pace off an eighth of a mile and then you, you know. You crack four beers and you just get after it. So if you've never done a beer mile before, a beer mile generally consists of one mile, obviously. And over the course of that mile, you start drinking a beer and you have a 10 yard section to drink it in. And then you run a quarter of a mile and then you repeat the process until you get to a mile. So that ends up being four beers in one mile. And Greg and I, in all the previous years and have done it solo, which means we do the whole thing, but we also have a couples division as well where you know a group of two people can split it up over the entire mile and last year though in 2020 at our charity event greg you ran both events is that correct uh no i think you're confusing me with somebody else 
I don't think I did both. Bridget and I did it together. We were I, on a team. I think. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Brian. Brian, Brian another friend of ours. Crazy yeah, Brian guy. did both of them. He did both of them. He's a so he did six beers in a mile and a half. Six he beers was, in a mile. He was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks, he drinks Coors like it's water. So for him, it was it was nothing. We can't. Can you? I don't think you can use Coors. Oh, yeah, you can use Coors. You yeah. just can't and, use Coors Light. And some of the only rules of this are it has to you have to drink the whole beer there has to be very little but like maybe foam left over when you drink um you have to use a beer that is five percent alcohol or more and you can't shotgun it you can't shotgun it and if you vomit or throw up you have to run a penalty lap now you only have to run one penalty lap but the chances of you throwing it more than once are, are low and if you throw it more than once you're not going to even finish Although we did cheat, though, because, you know, we thought it would be funny to do a Corona beer mile. Um, so we used Corona, which is technically not. Um, it's like 4.7%. Like oh. Well, I was telling you, know, Bridget, this is not an official beer mile. So it's just all about having fun. Yes. So Greg, Greg and Abby sent us this video of, of their beer mile uploaded to YouTube. And your time was nine minutes and 37 seconds. Some, yeah, something like that. I can't run. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't chug, around. man. <laughs> I'm a drinker. Not a and when I saw that, my first thought was, crap. As a couples, I feel like 9 minutes, 37 seconds was going to be tough for us to beat. So we said that we were going to do it several weeks ago, and then things happened. And yesterday, last evening, uh, Greg mentioned, hey, before we do this podcast, you have to do the beer mile. And so begrudgingly, Bridget and I decided that today we would do it. And we recorded it. We filmed it. I'm going to edit it and upload it to YouTube as visit as evidential proof for the defense. And, and so we did our beer mile and our time as a couple, I ran the first, no, sorry. Bridget ran the first leg. I ran the second and third leg and she was the anchor. Oh, okay. We alternated. We yeah. alternated. I thought about that, but then I thought the chances of Bridget throwing up would have been substantial. So I figured giving her the, the first and the last leg kind of give us Thanks a break husband. there. I didn't even think about it. I just, sure. you're a way better chugger than I am. That is true. <laughs> That's a whole different story. <laughs> so we did our beer mile and we finished in eight minutes, 51 seconds, and like maybe three tenths of a minute, which is double the world record of Four yeah. minutes, 33 seconds. I, I think the world record is like 424 or some crazy thing like that. So uh, this, the Canadian guy that did that, um, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but if you look it up, Birma, he, he did run a 424. However, he was disqualified because he left like over four ounces of beer left in his, in his cans. So it was an official, but he also has the official world record, which is four minutes and 33 seconds. So he did run it in 424, but he was disqualified. So I don't know if that counts. It's, it's actually 424.4. Man. Disqualified. So disqualified. It's but 433.6 is still still quite a feat. That's, that's, that's up there. That's, that's really up there. We ran the beer mile today. It's something that Greg and I like to do once a year. And if you haven't done it, I recommend do a beer mile. It doesn't even have to be official. Just go out there, grab four beers and get all the strange looks as people walk their dogs by and drive by seeing people with 
<laughs> beer on the sidewalk. Like, what are they doing? And they're running. This this can't be legal. Our neighbors think we're nuts. I'm sure they thought you were nuts way before the beer mile. That's 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 a fact. So that is the endurance athlete component of the episode today. <laughs> I would at least say that um, we talked about some endurance sports. So the beer mile. And um, that's the that's a just saying yes to shit part of being an endurance athlete, I guess. You know, I, I think that's kind of how all endurance athletes are. It's like you guys are somebody sitting around at the end of a uh, marathon, right? You know what? instead of running a marathon, you know, it would be cool. Let's run a 50 K, right? So they do 50 K. And then now you got a group of guys like, you know, what's better than a 50 K let's run 50 miles. Shit. You know what? 50 yeah, miles and like at the miles. end of a triathlon, you're like, well, that was kind of, you know, like, I don't know. We just did loops and why don't we do this on trails or, you know, in the, in swim run, like just a bunch of drunk uh swedes going like let's just run from island to island well how do you get from the islands to the islands i don't know you swim what do you do with your running stuff you swim in it what do you do with your swimming stuff yeah you run in it and then what happens you keep doing that and then what do you do you drink at the end it'll be awesome yeah i mean that it's it's this it's the gradual progression of you know from 5k to every other distance and discipline that you can think of, you know what? Oh man, you know what? hundred miles is too easy. Let's run 200 miles. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's run across the state of Tennessee. Oh yeah. You think that's hard? Let's run with another, with an animal. Let's run with an ass, you know? And that's how Burrow races running with an ass is uh, developed. <laughs> yes. Whenever, when Greg and I run together, somebody's always running with an ass. Yes. So, Talked about the beer mile. So you wanted to do this episode, just the two of us. So what's on your mind, Greg? Oh, I just wanted to, you know, BS a little bit, you know, kind of decompress over the the last, like, you know, randoneering and 8,000 miles and the triple crown of swimming and just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in that qualified to be interviewing these people, these, these um, actual endurance athletes. You know, I, I think like my that, contribution to the podcast is like, what, why, why would you do that? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I like drinking. You know, and I think that's what most people need. They need somebody who, who has some sort of background in performance and sports to be like, okay, I like being active and doing things, but that's just crazy. You know, for all the people listening who are like, I would never do that. You, know, you need somebody to bring us ultra endurance athletes back down to earth because all we would do is start talking about more crazy shit down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I like doing endurance stuff. It's just, you know, there's Abby, the funny thing that Abby said after the, uh, the Andy Glaze episode and, you know, no shade to Andy, but she was like, there's a pathology there. Yeah, there's a pathology for for all of us uh, who are endurance athletes. You know, we were okay. Let this this takes us into cheese rolling. How about a perfect yes. seg- segue yes, there? This was awesome. So just, on Netflix, just watch this. There's a show called uh, "We Are the Champions," and the very first episode in this whole uh, series is narrated by um, what's his name from The Office, uh, Rain Wilson. He's a narrator and creator of this, I believe. And so the first episode 
it's, it's all about random sports and, you know, challenges and sporting events. And the first episode is about cheese rolling in Gloucester, England. Is that where it is? Yeah. So something more like in that. England where they have a hundred meter hill at a 45 degree angle. And every year they have an event and they roll a wheel of cheese and you, the it's goal not like you're racing the cheese because the cheese is like going down the hill at like 80 miles an hour. But yeah, it's just a bunch of loons at the top of this hill and it's a hundred yards and or a hundred meters, however, and they just try to get down to the hill as fast as they can. And no one cleans it. Like <laughs> nobody stays on their feet. No, in fact, the best part is people running and you see them overstriding. All of a sudden, the one misstep and then their body looks like a rag doll going down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it with my three girls just now. And at the end of it, my two-year-old had her arms in the air like she is the champion. She goes, Elsie, do that. <laughs> Elsie, do that. I was like, all right. I'm going to fly to England and race a cheese wheel down the hill like let's do it and and so my aspect or the way i look at it is these are crazy people that want to run as fast as you can down a hill just to to be the first one to get to the bottom to win a wheel of cheese right and so that goes to the pathology thing where you know there's there's some sort of craziness in all of us or some sort of addiction in fact if you watch the other episodes of this we're the champions there's a theme of there's a lot of people that are former alcoholics that are doing these things like cheese rolling or um, the one of the episodes is about um, like pepper eating, right? And and they they don't drink alcohol anymore, but they're big into you know pepper eating competitions or how spicy can you go? So I think there is this like addiction personality, whether it's running, swimming, eating hot peppers, wanting to run down a hill as fast as you can after a wheel of cheese. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think there's a difference though because the way I break it down is like there's people that are willing to like subject themselves to like a lot of pain, but for a short period of time, like pepper eating or running down a hundred meter hill, like it's over in like 10 seconds and yeah, it it sucks and you're going to hurt, but it's not like, it's not like you signed up for an ultra where you're just like in agony for, you know, like 24 or 48 hours. Like that, I think there's a, a, I think there's a difference between the mentalities of like short, intense pain versus like just dull, aching pain for days on end. I think the difference is that it's versus it's um, adrenaline versus you know dopamine. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the Maybe type that's of hit. It. Yeah. Right. You know, some people like these extreme sports you know, like the red, all anything Red Bull where it's like jumping an airplane and, you know, skydiving and, or you got somebody who need more of like the longer, even keeled dopamine hit of, you know, endurance running over a hundred miles or whatever it is. Right. So you've got the two types of thrills. You've got your heart's going to explode or the gradual high. Yeah. I can't, I can't decide which one, which camp I'm in. I think I'm in the camp of like the cheese rolling, give me like, I would, I would love to do that. But then the better half of me thinks I'm going to kill myself. And so if I don't ever do a cheese rolling, I'm actually okay with that. But if there's, I mean, a- I would definitely do the cheese rolling. That, that seems like, like something that's right up my alley. I would do it. I would have a hard time to go all out. 
I don't think you have a choice. One, like if you see this hill, like once you start down the hill, like you're you're going to the bottom. You like you don't have a choice. Like gravity is going to take you there. But then there's the you people that stop. that like the so the the episode was mainly focused on this one woman. I forgot her name though. Uh, Greg, you just watched it. What was her name? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Well, it was about this woman who wanted to be like the the champion. Well, she'd won it three times, and then. You know, you'll have to watch the episode. I won't spoil it for you. But, but the episode is about her, her going for the fourth win, right? Going for the fourth win. And there's like a, uh, several other women that are doing it. And and she will go down it running as fast as can from, from the get-go. So you watch her versus the other people that are doing it for fun. And they start to run a little bit. And they sit on their butt and just kind of scoot down for the... Right. The, yeah. I mean, she's going for it. But there's a lot of people that are just going for it. It's about how much you're willing to commit <laughs> yeah i mean but i do think you know, like back to the difference between like your your adrenaline versus dopamine is like in, in endurance i think it's just the level of commitment to you were know, like in college or high school you would just like slack for the entire semester and then right before the test you would just like read everything all night and then go go in and you'd cram for it and then you'd get through the test and, you know, it was like three hours and it may, it, it probably sucked. Maybe you passed or maybe you didn't, but it was over in like three hours. Like that's kind of what like cheese rolling or, or any of the Red Bull type stuff are. Like you could just cram and just like get through it, but like you can't cram an endurance event. Like there's no way, like you have, like you're not going to finish it. Like something that's that short, like even like you could gut a marathon, probably you're not going to get a great time, but you could probably gut it out. Like I've done it before where I've just like, somebody said, Hey, like, let's run a marathon. Like, All right, let's do it. And you know, yeah, it took me four hours and 15 minutes. I wasn't lighting the world on fire, but you can just get through it. There's no way you're getting through Tennessee, like by cramming it. You can't. No. And, and you had, and this goes to actual training for endurance sports that you have to have a purpose you have to understand what you're capable of doing how much time do you have to train for it and is it possible just deciding you wanted to run you know 100 miles like you said does not going to happen overnight it takes commitment it takes planning it takes a year or if not more of training and persistence and and preparing yeah, I think that's the thing that separates some of those. And I think that's why people set those events up is like you, like if you show up to an Ironman, like a full, there's not very many tourists there. There, though, there will be some, but not many. But as you go down in like the, the distances, like people are doing this on a lark. Like, I don't know that anybody signs up for the Vol State on a lark. No, and, and you're right. I don't think there are not in any ultra marathon that I've ever run from 50K or, or higher. I've rarely seen what you would like you described a tourist. Like everyone there, whether or not they look like they can do it or that they look like they're the your typical ultra runner or runner, they've trained. Right. Everyone yeah. there has, has put in the work. Yeah, I mean, you're, you may not be there to win, but just just finishing takes commitment and i think that's why those like these events are like attractive for certain like set like us you know i guess um 
kind of the only race I've ever done where like, I don't feel like I could have just like, you know, fallen out of bed and done it and finished it. And, you know, yeah, it may have hurt was the, was the Odalo. Like everything else I've done, you could, you could like fake your way through it. If you, you know, you're, you know, moderately in shape. Yeah. And there's none of the events that I think I've ever done with in you know, my sport is the ultra running. I've been able to roll out of bed to think I can do. And now that I've said that coming to my head, let, let me make Kevin, the more you train for these things, the more your body is adapted to do them. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like, could Andy Glaze roll out of bed and do a hundred miler? Yes. But yeah. it's because he has, you know, 10 years of, you know, accumulated endurance training behind him and he could, maybe he's not a hundred percent. Like, would he run as fast as time? No, but he could definitely finish it. Yeah. And when those people that have those high base miles, those, they tend to actually, you know, be pretty fast because they've got that consistency. And I was thinking back to last year where I kind of rolled out of bed and I did the San Diego 100 without training. Uh, but it was more of just a test run for me. Like I was in the event that was not my a race. I had been training for big dogs the later in the year. And so my goal to go for that race was just to, just to get training miles in. And I was actually trying a new nutritional strategy, which didn't work out. And I, I dropped at 50 miles. So if you're going to go in there half fast, you're definitely not going to try to, to win a race. Right. You're doing it so for fun. What's your, like, I'm going to, since I don't read, you've got an outline here and I, I don't read um, sports books. It's not my thing, but we're going to, I want to skip that one. Um, but how do you become a better endurance athlete in your opinion? All right. Um, in my professional opinion, there's seven, not seven. I mean, I don't know. You can, I can make any number of, of things, um, but here we go off the top of my head. In, consistency. That is the number one thing. I would put it before that though. I'm not that I'm an endurance athlete. Like I would say that you have to have a goal first, right? Goals. I, I think goals are definitely on that, but you can't achieve any of your endurance training goals without consistency. Right. But you have to have something that you're training for. Yeah. Okay. So say your first thing is, yeah, what you have something that inspires you or motivates you to get going. You've got to have something that you want right. to accomplish. Um, and very few people will have the goal of, I want to win X, Y, Z race, right? Most people want to, I want to accomplish the goal of completing this discipline, such as triathlon or, you know, this distance in running. So I get, yes, goal is the number one, maybe the number one thing, but as far as becoming a better endurance athlete, I think you have to have the determination to be consistent in your right. training. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking up the, there's an acronym. I don't know if you watch CGP gray, but, um, <clears throat> he has a, he has a funny video on, on goals kind of, uh, and it's, they need to be smart, right? Specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time bounded. But, but then when you're setting your goals, you're like, I want to run across Tennessee. Like, that's not a goal that I would set for myself. No, it doesn't mean everyone's goals are completely different. We know this isn't right. The, the, uh, the level at which, you know, how, how challenging it is 
is different for everybody. So consistency right. is, is the first thing in, in your training being because, and you have to do it over time. Cause if you are not consistent, you know, I know people who want to do ultra marathons, but they're not consistent with their mileage and can they show up to a race and try to gut through it? Maybe. But if you want to have a chance to just be successful to achieve your goals, consistency right. yeah, is, exactly. is the first thing that you need. Um, the second thing is if you want to get better at performance, if, if you just want to do something for fun, then, you know, you can just put miles in and be happy with it. But if you're serious about achieving your goals or performing well, then you need to embrace strength training. You know, that I'm a strength conditioning coach. So obviously I'm partially, you know, or I'm biased and partial to that, but you know, people always say with running miles, 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 that's the number one thing. That's the only thing you need. And I've heard some you know, famous YouTube <laughs> people who are somewhat um, knowledgeable in the, the area. They say all miles and they do strength training every once in a while. People have this misperception that strength training is an hour in the gym bodybuilding and that miles are the only way to get faster. And yes, miles are the most important factor or time and or training time is the most important factor with improving your performance. Don't get me wrong, but just like, like anything else, like ingredients to baking a cake. Yeah. Flour is the biggest ingredient, but if you don't put in all the other ingredients, it'll taste like crap or it won't turn out. Right. The same thing. Right. With, with yeah. training. If you don't put in strength training, if you don't put in recovery, mobility, all those things are not as important as the actual miles, but without those, your chances of succeeding are way less. Yeah. I mean, if you have a specific, a specific goal, right? Yeah. Like not just to finish, like to finish in a certain time or to do a, a certain distance. Yeah. So, you know, become a better athlete. You've got to have goals. You've got to be consistent. You need to embrace the supplemental training, such as strength training, mobility, injury prevention. So how do you, how do you, Dan Schamberg, maintain consistency? Like what's your method for, like I have trouble, you know, I set an alarm. Uh, it goes off at 8.30 every night. And like, you know, two thirds of the time, I just silence it and I stay on the couch and be like, man, I'm good. The same thing happens to me, right? The alarm goes off. Oh, I'm going to get up at four in the morning to get some miles in. And the uh, alarm goes off and you're like, ah, just snooze keep going i mean that happens to everyone um but what i've how do you keep yourself accountable that generally doesn't work for me i think you're right i i have a goal right for 2021 you know uh my goal is to to run ball state again uh the first time i did it was in 2016 as uh crude my my dad crewed me but this year i'm doing it as and i'm in the race. So um, if you look at ultra signups, you'll see my name down there way down the list. Cause apparently ultra signup doesn't think I will, will run it very fast, but um, so you got to have goals first of all. So I'm doing it uh, screwed this year, which means I just go there and whatever I'm carrying, that's it. And I have to make it 314 miles or 310 miles, 500 kilometers. So going back to your question, there was, you know, yes, you got to have the goals and then you have to find the training schedule that works best for you. So what works for you may not work for me. What works for Andy getting up at two o'clock in the morning to go run that works for him. And he even said it like he does most of his training outside of family time. Yeah. All right. 
that's what I do as well. I got 40 miles in this week as I'm building up for the last three weeks. And almost all of it was done either in the evening, in the early morning, when the kids were on break from their homeschooling and, and now it's Saturday. And other than the beer mile, I'm not running anything this weekend. It's all recovery. So I have to find what works for me, for my schedule. And once you can do that, that will not only tell you how you should train, but it'll tell you what you can train for. Because if you're only able to put in 20 miles a week, you, you cannot realistically sign up for a hundred mile race, right? There is, there's certain minimum requirements that you, you really have to do in order to achieve those goals, whether it's to finish well, or just to finish like 20 miles a week is not enough to, yeah, I'm my goal. My goal for this year is to do 20 miles a week and I'm, I'm not planning on doing a hundred mile race. (laughs) So, you know, that's kind of what works for me is I have to, I use calendars a lot and, and I use them as a way to develop my program, but I never, almost never go by the program, right? It lets me know what I need to accomplish each week in order to work, make my way towards my goal. Now I'm a strength conditioning coach. I'm a running coach and I use plans for people and for myself. And, you know, I take a macro look at things and then each week, it's kind of adjustable because life gets in the way. I've got to work. I've got to sleep. I've got to spend time with the family. So if I know for me personally, if I know what I have to do each week, then I don't have to worry about, Oh, I missed my six mile run today. My schedule's screwed and whatever. It's going to go downhill. It's all right. I missed my six mile run today. You know, I had a couple more miles later this week or, Hey, you know what? Today's a recovery day, but I'm feeling good. You know what? Let me get some miles in. But having that plan of, each week of knowing what I need to accomplish, that's, that's how I get it in. Right. I don't know if any of that made, made sense or not. No. It, yeah. It, I, mean, it I think I'm sense. still reeling from the, the two beers on my beer mile, which I'm glad <laughs> that we didn't have the event this year because I was not, I'm not prepared to, to go and challenge, have anybody challenge me for the, for the top spot yeah, this year. For the title. You can't lose your own event, man. I would be just, reputationally disastrous yeah so my goal for 2021 is is to do the vol state which is in july it's now january 23rd so uh so it's six months a little over six months from now or a little under six months and doing it screwed and my goal my a goal is four days my b goal is five days and then my c goal is just cross the finish line in 10 days. That's the time limit is 10 days, 10 days. So that's essentially 50 K a day. And a lot of, you know, there's going to be about a hundred runners out there, maybe a little bit more. And most of them are just are going there for the experience and they're going right. to take yeah. eight, nine, 10 days. And me personally, I don't think I could be out there for 10 days. Like it is miserable. Like a hundred degrees, high humidity in the middle of July in Tennessee. No way. Like four days yeah. is funny. <laughs> so uh, what's your goal for 2021, Greg? Well, so I just uh, I just realized that, um, you know, Odalo might be coming back to Catalina in November. And so I did it last year in, I think, like 640 with my partner. And we think we can do it in 530, which still puts us like an hour outside the podium. But um, 
I think uh, that's a that's a realistic goal. Um, what is the distance do. for that race for people that don't know what Odolo is? Uh, that particular course, I think it's like 38K, so 24 miles-ish, 24 point something miles. It's like 18, 18 and a half miles of running and um, five miles of swimming, I think. Five miles of swimming total. Gosh, that's insane. So that's yeah, um, it's, times it's the distance of Ironman. The, it's, a, it's a pretty different than the European races, which are much more, there's a lot more transitions. There's like 25 transitions on more of the European races where you're in and out of the water a lot more often. Yeah, but they're running from island to island where you're yeah, 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 exactly. running around exactly. one well, They're just going from point to point um, and however long the island and however far apart they are, that's, that's how they're doing it. Um, you know, we don't live on an archipelago, so like we don't have that option, but yeah, that's, I think that's a realistic goal. Um, so we're going to work towards that over the next, you know, eight months. And then, um, we'd really like to go and do one of them in Europe, but you, you kind of, you gotta, I think you gotta get in like the top 10 to get an invite to the, the world championships or you got to build up enough point total throughout doing other swim runs. So I think the goal for 2021, if, you know, the pandemic allows is to do, you know, three, the three or four races this year to build up the points total to go to Sweden uh, and do the world series, which is, I think, I think that one is 75 K. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, seventy. But, I think like, it's seventy-five k. So it's about double. Miles. Yeah, it's about it's about double what the World Series ones are, is the World right. Championship. Okay, well that's uh, that's a, a pretty substantial goal. So I we we talk. Well, Greg and I run uh, once a week. Sometimes when I'm down in his neighborhood, and uh, and I mentioned this to you the other day. I'm just gonna say it again now. As far as go, I am a runner. And if you put anything in my way, that's not running. My first inclination is to be like, Nope, I don't want this. Right. You know, that's why I don't do the um, Spartan stuff. Not that I won't. I, in fact, I'm supposed to do one because I lost a bet a year ago, but luckily the pandemic <laughs> got in the he way. Got, of, he got saved by a global respiratory disease. But um, so I, I have to do one of those, but what it got me thinking was, is I now, so initially my, my view was I would, I only want to do running. I don't care about triathlons. I don't care about any of the other sports and disciplines, but second thoughts are now my goal is, you know what? I'll do anything. Why not? Why not go for the yeah, not? So I've got to do at some point a um, Spartan race, which, you know what? Let's see how I do. Let's, let's try it. This past year, I did a run with the burrows, which is a little bit more than running. You're controlling an animal. Um, I'll do that one doesn't really interest me, but exactly. So I'm a challenge out there, you know, within reason, I'm not going to do something that's going to risk my life necessarily, but you know, I'll do a triathlon. In fact, Greg, if you do an ultra marathon, it could be 50, something as simple as 50 K I will do a triathlon with you, but I'm not going to pay Ironman prices. So it has to be a fat ass run. And by fat ass, you mean, we're just going to do it. We're going to do it. We'll set out a course that is, you know, half Ironman or Ironman, whatever distance we want. I'll do it with you. We'll swim. We'll 
we'll bike, we'll run and do it. But we'll also do a, uh, an ultra marathon, whether you want to sign up for an actual race, which is fractions. We should do, we should, cheaper we than should just put, we should make this, we should use our goals. This should be smart. It should be what, hold on. I got it up here. Okay. Specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-bounded. Okay, so when – okay, we'll do a 50K trail run, just fat ass. We're doing it just by ourselves. And then um, let's do a uh, – like an Xterra-type uh, triathlon so it's not boring. All right, we'll figure this out. We, we can do this. All right, so that is your goal. So yeah, I will man, run – find a trail. I will, we'll do it. Maybe more like gravel riding, you know, you're going to have to do some transitions, but it's not going to be like just a, you know, a a boring, you know, road ride and road run. Okay. All right. Deal. So Greg's going to do a 50 K. What now the last part of that T the timing, right? When are we going to do these? Um, let's do, I think April for the 50 K. It's now April. January okay. 23rd April. after Easter, oh, man. after Easter, April for the 50 K and we'll do fall for no, the... no way, no way. <laughs> May. No. Cause I have to train for Vol state. So it'll I... be great training for Vol state. I have to swim. I don't have it. I'm not going to swim. It's a, it's a half Ironman. It's only, it's only 1.2 miles. Oh, you're killing me. All right, fine. May. All right, May. All right. This is our accountability. It's on the internet. So now I think before this gets any out of hand, we're going to, we should wrap this up now. So if you are looking to do something different, unique for 2021, you don't have to sign up for a race because there are a few races to be had this year until we know for sure that the pandemic is going to be over. So just set yourself a goal. What do you want to accomplish? Does it, does it involve doing a a triathlon? Does it involve running? Just pick something, put it on the calendar, train for it and go do it. All right. All right. We hope you enjoyed this fat ass episode of the endurance (laughs) athlete podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe, to share, to listen uh, to the episodes. And uh, we hope you enjoyed and hope you got something out of it. And uh, we're sorry if it was just two non-runners that sound like they just want to talk about themselves. I don't think we talked about ourselves very much. Do you, Greg? <laughs> the whole episode. That's not too much. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time and we'll see you out there. Bye. Take it easy.